Wait a minute. She's on central time. Let me just make sure. Oh. <laughs> wait. Wait. Wait, is she calling? No. Okay. Welcome to episode 75 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen. I'm a graduate student and a bookseller at The Bookshelf. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. This episode, we chatted with Hallie Darfin. Who is the owner, creator... Founder. Founder, um... I'm trying to think of a cool word that I can't come up with, but of Dot Products. And I recently took a trip to Haiti with Dot Products and learned a lot about what the organization does, um, both as an as an as a business, I guess, but then also for kids all around the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hallie was my trip leader, and she is a 24 year old entrepreneur. Which is crazy <laughs> and scary to me because I am 26. Um, their ages both come up in the conversation. Mine did not. So here you are, <laughs> listeners, in case you're wondering. So, yeah, we chatted to Hall- with Hallie. And I do want to apologize a little bit for our audio quality. Yeah. Um, we were recording from a Google Hangout. Um, we were trying to do some really professional podcasting things. Um, with without professional podcasting without professional equipment. podcasting equipment, <laughs> um, and it didn't work, so we ended up just recording the conversation. So, so I hope it sounds okay because it's a really good conversation. It is a great conversation, and if you're wondering what the snoring sound is in the background, if you can hear that, that's Annie's dog Junie. So, prove that <laughs> this is authentic, and we just record right in my living room. It's true. <laughs> From the living room. That's <laughs> the front porch us. is hot today. The front porch is really hot because it's South Georgia in June. <laughs> so, so from the living room today. From the living room. Hope you enjoy. your lunch too short no i was we were just like we were just walking out and i like looked at my phone and was like (laughs) it's Um, time here we are (laughs) hallie this is chris hello um okay well i think we should just go ahead and get started Mm -hmm. um we just have a few questions we kind of want to talk about dot the purpose behind it the story behind it and then um chris is going to talk to us about haiti and what we did while we were there Perfect. Love it. Um, so why don't you give listeners an idea of what Dot Products is and how you kind of got it started? Yeah. So um, my so I am 24. I live in Jackson or right outside of Jackson, Mississippi. And um, I went to college at um, Mississippi College, which is a small Christian university um, in the Jackson area. And um, kind of have always been interested in missions. My family did like 
um, a short-term kind of mission trip to Belize when I was real little. And so I had always kind of had that. But um, junior year of college, I convinced my parents to let me take a semester off of college. And I was a psych major. I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so um, convinced them to let me take a semester off. And there was a children's home in Uganda that I wanted to work at. And so found that children's home and went and like lived there for a semester. And um while I was there, there was this little boy named Asan, and he was um, a sixth grader, like in age, but he was learning third grade math, mm-hmm. and he wasn't an orphan. His parents um, lived in the village, but his dad had never been able to afford his schooling, or I guess his parents in general had never been able to afford his schooling, and so his dad had just gotten a job at our school and was and he could go to our school because his dad had a job there. And so he just kind of like was coming alive in realizing like what he could do with an education. Mm -hmm. And we sat, I tutored him in multiplication facts, like, for three months and I don't know much more than multiplication facts when it comes to math. Like, um, so, so I think that kind of like stirred up that like, okay, like if kids like the orphan crisis is a huge issue, but a lot of these kids, um, aren't really orphans. Um, you know, there's 147 million orphans in the world, but a lot of the, those kids aren't really, um, orphans their parents have um kind of given them up because they were better Mm -hmm. able to take care of them at an institution um and so just kind of saying like that's not right like and parents want these kids you Mm -hmm. know but they just they love them so much that they would be willing to give them up and so um came home that was my dad's one requirement (laughs) was that you come back (laughs) i would not live in uganda for the rest of my life (laughs) that was probably my one thing that i was like I probably am going to live in Uganda, but I won't tell my dad. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so he, one of the things with me coming home was that I would add a business minor. I was a, um, writing, writing minor and psych major. Um, so, and my dad's a financial planner. So he wasn't, (laughs) Was like, come on, let's be practical. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't a big fan of business, honestly, right. um, but did it because he like asked me to. Um, and there was a business class, and ended up really liking business, mm-hmm. being surprised by that, but really liking it. And there was a business class um, at MC that was entrepreneurship, basically. And okay. we, um, the professor said, um, take a problem that you're passionate about and solve it using business. And so I, at this point, was thinking I was going to go live in Belize um, after I graduated. This was the second semester of my senior year, was looking at moving to Belize um, to work at an organization that my family had connections to. And, um, but, but feeling kind of weird about that, feeling like that probably wasn't the thing. Um, and started, you know, had the problem I was passionate about was this education funding piece and getting kids in school um, and kind of didn't think I could sell anything. So <laughs> this was easy because they're cute and they're fun and like, like I bought a lot of them. Um, <laughs> so like I at least knew what I liked. Right. And so we kind of did that. So um, every product we sell um, funds half a day of school. Um, right now we work in Congo, Tanzania, and Mexico. And it basically went from a school project to a year of, we won the comp- class competitions. Yeah. Competitive. That was a good 
Um, and then won the class competition. And then I've spent about a year, like I worked at a church, a local church and, um, just kind of getting all the pieces together, finding our vendors and, um, then launched in June of 2014. So actually to your birthday. Yes. It's our birthday. I think it's like the <laughs> Monday is our birthday. Oh, wow. fun. Um, so launched in June of 2014 and then kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Took on a mind of its own. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it's, it's been fun. It's definitely not what I planned, um, but it's been a lot better. And it's just, and I think taking the team to Haiti was so fun because it was getting to mix the, you know, our, all of the things that we've been doing, um, and bring in people to see like, Hey, this is actually like real. I think we actually have an impact somewhere. Um, And then just to like, even like have people where a number of y'all hadn't been ever been out of like really on a mission trip before. So being like, this is what I want to do. Like I want to like take people and show people um, in, in a safe environment mm-hmm. because a lot of times that's not super safe. Right. So I think it was a successful trip. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I definitely think it was successful. Um, it was nerve wracking. Like you said, I had never, um, I'm 30 and I had never been on a, mission trip per se that's not something I ever did through my church or through my university Jordan had done it um but I had not and certainly never thought that I would go without Jordan with strangers (laughs) (laughs) with strangers that I met on the internet internet. (laughs) (laughs) so that was a fun thing to tell my own parents (laughs) to be like um I'm going to Haiti and I'm going with people I don't know but we've Skyped, so I feel so like it'll work out. <laughs> so, well, Hallie, how did how did the trip come about to begin with? Yeah, so um, so right now we sponsor education in Congo, Tanzania, and Mexico. Uh-huh. That was kind of our like um, first, you know, three people I knew that I knew people that ran organizations in those three countries and, um, kind of developed that from the beginning. And then those are three countries. Mexico is relatively easy to get to, but our partner, it's not really easy to visit particularly. Um, but, um, so those were three countries that like, I didn't really think I could bring people to um, super easily, but then there's a group in Jackson, But God, which is the organization we worked with, um, that about a year ago, we um, I connected with their founder, Stan Buckley, who Annie met when we were in Haiti, and um, and basically I was looking at like asking him if we could sponsor kids and he talked about this economic development piece that they wanted to do where they wanted to kind of help a couple um, Haitians start a sewing business and um, but didn't know like what they would sell mm-hmm. and so I was like well we want to make product you know, <laughs> he's like maybe we could sell something <laughs> and um, that's basically what this oh, whole wow. thing is <laughs> and um, so started doing that about a year ago um I think it was last May that we that I went and then started doing that um and so I kind of from from then kind of knew like I wanted to like take a team 
Um, but wasn't, you know, it was just like the logistics of getting that all together. And so, um, I guess, guess we just set a date and it was kind of this like knowing, um, like students so often go to these trips and really not even students. Like we all go on these trips and we go and we like build a house and like, or, and which is great, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't need to build a house. Right. Like, and right. our group of girls did not need to build a house. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've been going to the Y. Like, I feel like I could build a house. <laughs> I'm sure you would have been fantastic building a house. The rest of us, maybe not. Um, but so, like, you know, and I think realizing through my time with Dot, like, realizing, like, there's so many other things that you can do um, if if people just like find their skills right. um, and, and really, I mean, dot stands for do one thing. So it's the idea that you can mm-hmm. do small things and um, make big change in the world. And it's kind of this idea that you can use what God has made you mm-hmm. in, whatever that is. Like I was this little weird psychology major who really liked school supplies, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of those things to make an impact in the world, whether like whatever that looks like for you. Um, and so basically the trip came about because it was that, like I, you know, wanted to equip people need, honestly kind of needed like good, like good pictures and videos of our, of our time there. Um, and so, and, and then also wanted just to bring people along, um, who had skills that would, that worked with dot and, um, for them just to get to be a part of it. So kind of put that on the internet <laughs> and, um, and it was, a, we have college interns. So it was a good bit of our college interns. Um, but yeah, so just kind of all like pieced together with that desire, um, you know, to bring people who typically their skill set isn't like super utilized. In yeah. I think that was one thing that actually appealed to me. So, um, Hallie and I follow each other on Instagram. And so we had kind of connected. I was familiar with dot. I had started to carry some of dot products at the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then saw that you all were going to Haiti. And I think I saw it on Instagram and thought, Oh, that's neat. Um, but Hallie, I think you sent me an email or something yeah. and asked, and it had never occurred to me because all joking aside, I couldn't build a house. I mean, look at me. Like, I couldn't build a house. Um, I don't really, like, all the girls, all the cute college girls on this trip wanted a baby to be born on site so badly. Oh, no. And there's a clinic clinic there, and that's what they kept talking about. And I thought, Lord, if a baby's born here, (laughs) I will never have one of my own. (laughs) So, so, like, my skill set clearly isn't nursing. did you see that a baby was born, like, Like 12 hours after we left? Yes, I did. I did. I was praying so hard against that. That, That's providence. I cannot believe that. I felt so sorry. One of the girls that went on the trip, Elena, who works for Dot, she wanted a baby to be born so badly. And 12 hours later, after we left, one was born. Um, They they have them, like, constantly. So we were just this, like... Yeah, we just missed it. But I'm okay with it because that is is not my skill set. And so what really appealed to me about the trip, and I'll be honest, I have never heard a church or an organization put it forth this way that you can go use it as a learning experience, use it as an opportunity to broaden your world, use it as an opportunity to bring stories back so that you can share with people, Hey, this is what's happening over here. This is what dot is doing. This is what, but God is doing. And that really appealed to me. I I mean, I'm all for going and building houses, but there was something very special about getting to go and just observe 
Um, and observing is something I do really well. <laughs> and nobody asks me to, you know, churches aren't looking often for people who observe. And so there, I mean, there were ways, of course, that our other gifts were utilized on the trip. But one thing that really stuck out with me was that I had a lot of time to process and to meet the kids and to meet Nathan and Ruth who help make these beautiful things that Dot is selling. And then to get to come home and meet with my family and through the bookshelf, tell all of these people in Thomasville about Dot and about this country not so very far from us where big things are happening. So that was really that was really appealing to me. And it was slightly um, one, of the, one of the girls on the trip, we were talking and I think somebody asked the question, when was the last time you cried in public or by yourself? And I was like, in the Target parking lot before I came on this trip. <laughs> because because I had some anxiety like leading up to it because Jordan wasn't coming leaving my business for a week in capable hands but in somebody else's hands Um, and so I had lots of hesitations and um, I'm so grateful because I really am glad that I went and I feel like now I am so much better equipped to tell people about Haiti about you and Dot and what Dot is doing so I think for me anyway as a participant the trip was a big success good and I felt and it, and it was that thing like I think we kind of I I have seen there's one other organization the Archibald Project that does these like storytelling trips mm-hmm. um, and it, they're full like fully focused on adoption and some foster care mm-hmm. um, and so like I had seen what they were doing and I was like well, we could do something like that mm-hmm. like and and it and I think like it was that like we'll see how this goes um, but I feel like it was it was successful and it was, and it was nice for me even. And I think for all, every person, because every person on the trip had some connection to that, whether they, you know, followed, just followed us on Instagram or had been an intern or had their, you know, y'all stuff or our stuff in y'all shop, Mm -hmm. like everybody had some connection. And so just even for me to learn how to better connect people and better communicate, because some of the stuff that y'all noticed and, and talked about was not stuff that I would necessarily have right. like brought up, which right. was just really neat. Like yeah. I've just gone alone so much. Right. Um, so it was neat to, neat to bring other people into that. And it was neat from an entrepreneurial standpoint. I, I came home and I told Jordan, it was kind of nice just to meet another entrepreneur. Um, yes. Because sometimes so much of what we do, even though our, our, our particular businesses are pretty different, um, entrepreneurship can be kind of isolating in a weird way. Mm, yeah. um, you're kind of problem solving all by yourself or with a small group of people that you've hired to help you. Um, and so it was nice, I think, to brainstorm with you. You know, now the bookshelf is looking into hiring interns because turns out that's how Dot runs. <laughs> so, so like that was really helpful. <laughs> um, and talking about being able to maybe even help you a little bit with ideas for your retail space and things like that. Um, And and that was a cool thing too. Like even as we did production and as we, you know, went to, we went to a couple of different fabric stores um, with our partner, Nathan there and, um, and, you know, saw different things that he was already sewing and to have your perspective and to have, cause like, it is great to have college girls who 
like who are our target market ish to to have their opinion but i think even more on colors and on different things because they just know what they like right you know what sells so that was cool because there were some things that i wouldn't have done right but it was like oh okay like no annie says annie says this and it really would work because we've never done like a lot of this is just trial and error right Um, i think that was i totally agree it just and it was fun just to like hang out in the evenings and be like is everything falling apart are we good (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, that's what it kind of felt like. I came home and I was like, I feel, I mean, the trip, I mean, exceeded my expectations in other areas, but I also came home feeling like, okay, I can run my business now. Like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> like, I came home after napping for a full day. <laughs> I, I felt like, okay, I can run my business and um, I can implement some of these things that Hallie and I talked about in the evenings. And so that to me was a bonus part of the trip that I didn't anticipate. Definitely, me too. Yeah. Um, let's talk really quickly about ways that the bookshelf and Dot are going to partner in the future. Um, a very exciting thing coming up in August. Yeah, so we're talking about doing a pop-up shop. Can you tell me maybe some of the things we're envisioning for that, Hallie? Yeah, so I think we're going to do it on a first Friday. Yeah. That's- Okay, I'm making sure I get the terminology right. <laughs> I am like already obsessed with Thomasville, and I've, I have been once, and I really loved it. Um, but um, but yeah, so I think we're gonna you know bring in um, some of our new products, particularly the ones that we like ha- that we made, but um, like in Haiti, mm-hmm. but have everything available and just have um, a pop up shop right before back, the back to school season, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so people can come in and you know hear about the trip and hear about what the things that we're doing in Haiti and also hear about kind of how like how the bookshelf specifically is already involved and invested in in you know these things around the world which I'm really excited about. I'm so excited I put it on the calendar so we will post events uh, or details about that event on our website and Instagram and all that good stuff but I'm super excited Um, I think we are going to do Friday first Friday August 5th Um, so that is a fun way and then hopefully from there continue stocking some of the dot products in the bookshelf because I will tell you Thomasville cares and they already were like where's the stuff from Haiti like where, why didn't you bring it with you I, mean, I promise I don't know where the stuff is from Haiti yet. so actually I know it's in Haiti but it's coming You're it really is coming um, so that's something that's going to be really fun um, and I wanted us to ask you the same four questions that we ask everybody who everybody. comes on the podcast. We've got four questions. Yeah. So, Chris, want to kick it off? Sure. The first one is the one that people have trouble answering sometimes. So, if you need, if you need a second to think, that's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But I'm it is. I listen to the podcast, so maybe I know. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, what is a classic that you've never read but wish you'd had? I'm not going to lie. Like, I love to read. Like, mm-hmm. I am a big reader, and I always have been. But, like, all of those books that we had to read for high school, I didn't read any of them. <laughs> like, I was really good at spark notes. And, like, and it's so funny. So I think any, like, I think, like, like Moby Dick, like, I've never read that. Um, oh. Jane Eyre, I've never read that. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, like... And, like, even some of the ones, like, 1984, I didn't really read that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like, I did the same thing in high school. I barely read anything. I was a really terrible student, which people who know me now find shocking. Um, <laughs> but I went back and I read all the things that I was supposed to read in high school when I was in college or between. And, man, I understand why they were assigned in high school. <laughs> They're actually all really good. <laughs> 
did. I will say, like, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh-huh. love, like, To Kill a Mockingbird, I loved, I really liked Animal Farm. <laughs> like, there were a couple books that, like, were spot on. Some yeah. of the books, though, I think, I think we started off bad, like, I think I said this to Annie at some point, um, like, we started off bad junior year, we read The Color of Purple, like, first, and it was, like, after that, I wasn't <laughs> 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 so I, so I think, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of those, I do, I would now love to go back and read those. It's not too late. Finally, like, slowing down with Dot to, like, have, like, go back and read and appreciate those. Cause I don't think I could exactly. appreciate No. And that's the thing. Like you're young. I'm not very much older than you, but like, we are still at the age to appreciate these things. <laughs> um, it's great. I recommend it. Read them all. Everything. <laughs> so what would you say if I, like if you had to suggest one of the one, like one of those typical high school books, what would you oh, suggest? Oh, now I'm on the spot. Um, the one that I honestly think everyone should read is Brave New World. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Um, it's by Aldous Huxley. Uh, it was written in the twenties, but it's about, it's about the future and what that could look like. Um, yeah. and it's horrifying and great and really, really relevant to the 21st century. <laughs> You'll have to so ask. he was right? Yeah. In almost every way. I mean, no, but <laughs> the ideas were all right. There you go. That's what we're here for. We really just give people books to add to their reading list. That really is my job. No, but seriously, Annie, like, okay, so one of the things that Annie did while we were in <laughs> Haiti that, like, I think everyone on our, uh, on our trip has read at least two of the books that she's really. Um, yeah, like Stan, Stan um, Buckley had read at least two of them. Yeah. Stan is the guy who runs the organization in Haiti. But uh, okay. I met with him like later on that next week, and he was like, well, I've read this book, and I've read this book. And um, I was like, look at you, Stan. Like, all right. <laughs> Good um, job, Annie. Um, My spiritual gift is book recommendations. <laughs> you're in the right I'll place. Like, um, but... But no, that was like one of the things that Annie did was she, what was it? It was three books you love, um, one book you hate, and one book that you're reading right now. Yeah, I, which I, full disclosure, I totally copied that from a podcast I listened to called What Do I Read Next? Um, but while I was, because I was, so I'm 30, Hallie's 24, and then the girls who are on the trip were kind of college age, and so I thought, how am I going to connect? I am married I live in a small town I own my own business like how am I going to connect to these girls and I was like books, books. <laughs> the great equalizer so it was so fun it was like being a book wizard because they would like <laughs> sit down <laughs> they would sit down and they would tell me these things and I'd be like here's your list it was magic <laughs> who needs good and it, reads? And it felt like magic to us and I, think all, like, I think everybody on that everybody on that trip is kind of these like nerdy little yes. like oh I just want to learn and read and everything and so it was like I can just sit here for hours and you know all and you she knows millions of books. <laughs> it's true. Like if she can you know if she can give a recommendation to a 19 year old girl who's really into politics and like and like Bernie Sanders and um <laughs> to a Mississippi man who doesn't want to read anything other than Mississippi men, like, <laughs> to, like you know, upper middle class.
plus white six-year-old like it was amazing <laughs> well thank you i'm so glad i'm so glad people are reading them um okay our second question is we are on a podcast we love podcasts True. is there a podcast you listen to and love I love a lot of podcasts. Okay. I think my favorite right now, um, and I say this and I'm like, well, but I like this one, is Being Boss. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it is a podcast for, I think they say, it's a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, and it's it's more like coaches and um, like designers and things than necessarily like products like we are um but they just cover everything um kind of that you can think of um as far as being a especially a girl boss Mm -hmm. Uh, and I like them they're I don't necessarily think they're Christians but they are um just they're like wooey which is really fun (laughs) (laughs) like they love New Orleans they um like just are all they're just real interesting um and and real and they live one lives in Chattanooga and then one lives in Oklahoma City I think Um, but they're just really fun people they have all kinds of cool people on the podcast all the time um I think that's and then of course like cereal and This American Life right mm-hmm. all kind of the classics right um, boilerplate oh the moth I also really oh, love the yeah a lot of people have said that um, yeah I'm sorry I don't ever give like a one answer <laughs> <laughs> no that's totally and you okay you don't ever need to that's right you don't have to um okay then this question is one that I love to ask Chris rolls his eyes but what is your favorite part about life in the south um, well, we just moved to a small town from the big city of Jackson. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, and, and it's the same town that I like went to college in and I'm like the, the house that we moved into, I'm living upstairs and then we'll have the shop downstairs. But, um, the shop that we, or the house that we moved into, um, it just feels like, like, uh, like Gilmore Girls, like it feels <laughs> like Stars Hollow, and I'm actually watching rewatching Gilmore Girls because of it. Me too. Um, and, and you can just like walk down the street and realize. And I think part of it is since I went to college here, I still know a lot of people right. here, and it's a small town, ta- small college town, and so it's just so fun to um, like know people and feel like relatively plugged in pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just are nice, mm-hmm. and like I don't necessarily think that people aren't nice in other places but um and my parents live in a small town on the coast in Mississippi and I think that's just one of those things like you just um expect people to be friendly and people want to get to know you and um and it's an it's just an easy place to do life um and like that's exactly where I want to (laughs) live yeah oh that's a good point and then our last question what are you reading right now um, well, one of the um, interns, actually Claire Annie, who went on the trip with us, yeah. um, she brought me Quiet. Um, it's so good. We, yeah. So <laughs> we um, we were talking about like I'm an extroverted introvert is I guess what like people call me mm-hmm. because I'm a big personality, but like I also like need to turn off and like go in my room and watch Netflix for you know or, or read or do whatever. And so um, she was like, I, and I think I actually like remember you writing about quiet like you know when I was creepy and stalked your blog when I was in college (laughs) (laughs) but um 
I, but I remember kind of like knowing that that existed, but yeah. I haven't ever really read it. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm just on the first like couple pages, um, but excited to go through that and just see how um, Claire was just talking about how like eye opening it was for her. So yeah. just kind of see how that um, and the and the different parts of me that I don't realize yeah. necessarily are an introverted thing. Yeah, I, that book really made an impact. Um, in my life. I read it, I don't know, I read it pre my bookshelf life. So like three or four years ago and it made an impact in how I did my work. Um, and I love, she has a, she has a Ted talk. That's really great that you should listen to. And I will never forget it because I felt like, Oh, these are my people because, (laughs) because she's, she, her very first little anecdote was about going to summer camp. And her parents made her go to summer camp, and she thought, I'll pack all these books because in my house, what we do for fun as a family is we sit in the living room and everybody reads their own book. Oh. And she thought that's what summer camp would be, that it would just yeah, be <laughs> that it would just be sitting around with her friends in the cabin reading books, and then, oh, it was devastating. <laughs> and let me tell you something, as a kid who went to summer camp one time, and never again. Like, I just felt like, oh, yes, you understand me. Oh, that sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've got to listen to the TED Talk um, with, while you're reading the book. It's really good. I'll have to do that. Um, okay, so Hallie, where can people find Dot on the internet? Yeah, so we're almost everywhere at Dot for School. So really Facebook and Instagram. We have a Twitter, but it basically just says go check us out on Instagram. <laughs> um, and then at our website, our website is www.dotproducts.org. Um, and I think our website is probably a place where you can learn a lot more about like what we do or Instagram. I, I love Instagram just because like we have really cute pictures of really cute kids that we, you know, right. get to support around the world and, and then our products being a product based business. Like, and we have beautiful products. So, um, I think Instagram is like my favorite. And then of course, Facebook is just good for information. Right. Um, so dot for schools, I think we're actually, I you can put this in the show notes, but yes. I, I can't remember if we're dot for schools or dot products on Facebook. I'm pretty sure we're dot for schools. Okay. Oh, I should know that. We will definitely put links to all of it in the show notes. Thank you for coming on the show, Hallie. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was so fun. This was fun. And we will see you in August. Yes. See y'all soon. Bye. Bye. You can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com, or you can find us on iTunes, where we'd love if you left us a rating or review like this one. This one comes from EF Girl on May 13th, 2016, who says, I love listening to this podcast. I live in Thomasville, so I find the discussions about local events very helpful, but I think anyone from the South or even a small town, can identify with the topics discussed. With each new podcast, I add a few new books to my list to read based on the recommendations of Annie and Chris and the guests. It feels like we're all just sitting around chatting with close friends. Which is such a nice and lovely review. Really nice. I like teared up a little bit when I read that. So leave us a review like that one because that pretty much made our day. It really did. Um, So thank you, EF Girl, who is probably a person we know. Um, I hope so. That would be great. <laughs> Tell us who you are. Or actually don't, because I like the mystery. The mystery is better. But you can find us on social media, that is Twitter and Instagram, at Bookshelf Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.